You're listening to the Guess Off My Soapbox podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We want to make the world a better place and share life-educated opinions and have discussions on various topics. Welcome your host. He is a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, and always wants to know, how's your integrity today? Mad Morgan! Thank you for joining me for episode 14 of Get Off My Soapbox. Hey, I'm your host, Matt Morgan, and welcome to Wednesday evening. Thank you very much for tuning in. Well, it's another Wednesday, another midweek. Wow, these weeks just seem to fly on by. Can you believe it's already the first week of November? That means winter's around the corner, depending, of course, where you are in the world, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere versus the Southern Hemisphere. But yes, yes, winter's almost here where I'm located in Canada. I know some people are like, hey, isn't it winter all year round in Canada? No, it's not, actually, but it might as well be in comparison to some places. So today, on episode 14 of Get Off My Soapbox, we are going to be discussing this. And our topic is... Is it being safe and secure or is it being paranoid? That is our topic for today. Is it being safe and secure or is it being paranoid? Because the world's an interesting place right now. And speaking of interesting, hey, how has your integrity been this week? How's your integrity so far? Have you been holding up? Have you been getting better every day, being a positive example the world needs? That's on you. That's up to you. But onwards and upwards, be the evolved, better, best self of you that you can be and influence others. Let's change the world, make it a better place. That goes kind of hand in hand with our topic of safety and security with our topic today. Because it is kind of important, actually is very important. And it was one thing that happened with COVID, we're going to get right into this. One thing that happened with COVID was all this government support that went out to a lot of people that were working, you know, your minimum wage jobs or were on some sort of social assistance. They got lazy. Well, more lazy than usual. I'm not saying everybody's lazy, but a good portion got lazy and lazier. Or even people that lost jobs didn't want to go back to work. So now we have an economy where there's tons of jobs, but nobody wants to work. So you will get places that are starving to hire people for their stores, services, businesses, whatever, and they can't find quality people. So, wow, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, when you hear somebody working at McDonald's, you think, okay, well, that's not really a skilled job. If you got the better quality people, yeah, it is actually a skilled job. There is customer service involved and everything else. Well, I'll tell you my experience last week. I went in there and it was just, it was like recess in high school. It was just pathetic. It really was. Customer service professionalism was just out the window. So yeah, people aren't working and unfortunately businesses are going to be hurting because they're lower than lower standards when it comes to filling the positions. It'll take anybody and they're getting a bunch of not so desirable people in there working these jobs. But okay, so this is the question I got to ask is these people that don't want to work, what are they doing? What are they doing to make ends meet? How are they paying bills? Because the government's not dishing out free money anymore. Government opened up things and raised mandates and everything else. So COVID's over. Go ahead, go work, go live. But all these people don't want to work anymore. So what are they doing to make ends meet? Yeah, they might be getting their monthly welfare check or what limited um, unemployment insurance they still have. But the reality is, is that, yeah, they're turning to malicious deeds in order to make ends meet. They are committing crimes. And that's kind of scary to think because the more and more you hear about all these jobs that are available, 
people aren't working, you know that people have got to get some income somehow. In order to get the income somehow, technically they're t getting it some way that's not going to be good. So they're most likely stealing or mugging or hurting people that are working in order to get it because they're, you know, they don't have any integrity. <laughs> they don't have any integrity, don't have morals, any values, and they're too lazy to get to work. And there's jobs out there. There are jobs out there. I've never seen so many jobs, so many stores, so many signs and windows and everything else that's saying hiring immediately not hey hiring now or just hiring hiring immediately it might as well say in small print hey show up and you got the job okay people got to get back to work first and foremost but let's get to our topic more so and this goes hand in hand, of course, with what I'm talking about, because because people are being lazy and people don't want to work and people want to have an easy ride of things and, you know, expect somebody else to pay the bill, which usually ends up being the working class, because the people that actually are working are the ones that are paying the taxes that are giving the free money to these people that are just sitting on their asses, not doing anything all day and committing crimes and all that other stuff. So it's you know, the working people that are doing all the work and the lazy people are sitting at home doing whatever and breaking into cars and hurting people. Which brings us, of course, back to our topic. Safe and secure. Now, I've, I'm kind of licensed and certified in this because, yes, I am a licensed and trained security officer. So I'm, and we're talking physical type security, not just cyber security, because I'm also trained in that as well, believe it or not. Yeah, I've covered security across the board. But when it comes to physical security, like law type security, or law enforcement, I mean, I am trained and licensed and everything else in that. And so I do have some idea what I'm talking about, just so you know. So safe and secure. And I guess what, what really spark this topic is, is I'm, I'm constantly always thinking about that safety and security, because unfortunately there's a bad element out there. I mean, as we've discussed in previous shows, maybe 200 people, you're going to have one or two bad apples, but you know, for every hundred, maybe one. And that one can cause a lot of trouble, could a lot, cause a lot of unrest for the people that are law-abiding citizens. Unfortunately, there's that bad apple is just bad. <laughs> I mean, it, there's no way else to put it. It's just a bad apple, hence the name bad apple. But I mean, do you realize that, I mean, 52% fear that they're in danger every day? 52%. And this is, of course, a rough statistics from some studies, but 52% fear they're in danger every day, even at home. And the reason for that is, is because you hear more and more about home invasions. Home is supposed to be a safe zone. Home is supposed to be where you feel secure and safe and guarded and everything is good. You can sit back, you can relax, put your feet up and everything's good. But the more and more media, you know, starts putting junk out there and, and raising fear in people because they always put the bad news out there, the more and more it gets people scared. And that's not right, even at home. And for 52%, that's over 50%. I mean, maybe that's just a little to balance it out to put it on offside, but yes, you know, I mean, America especially, there's a lot of people that feel they're in danger because America is a pretty scary place. It really is. But everybody wants to not have to worry about their personal safety. And they don't want to have to be on edge. They don't want to always have to look over their shoulder. And in a peaceful world where there wasn't no money and there wasn't no greed and there wasn't no hate and there wasn't none of this other crap, yes, we wouldn't have to have that constant on guard feeling and that constant... Um, always looking at your shoulder to level of paranoia, that, that anxiety. I mean, young people were most likely to feel concerned about their safety on a daily basis. With 75% 
this is a study that I was reading up on, that was 75% of those between 25 and 34 agreeing with this statement compared to just 50% of those 45 to 54. In dark streets and sidewalks trigger the anxiety the most, followed by neighborhoods that they aren't familiar with or those close to those neighborhoods that aren't so great. Every city has one, every town has a bad part of town. I mean, next in line were parking garages and riding alone in a rideshare or taxi. I mean, speaking of rideshare services, 39 percent of respondents completely avoid them because they don't feel safe taking them. This jumps to 50% for those between the ages 25 and 34. I mean, yeah, people are almost scared of each other because they don't know who's who. They don't know who the bad apples are. They don't know who the crazies are. And being crazy is not cool. But one thing you got to know about criminals is that they're generally don't aren't brave in themselves. Okay. They need somebody else to boost their confidence. One criminal, chances are, not that not be something to be concerned about. It's when they get into groups. It's when they get into multiples and more than just one, two, to boost each other's confidence, even more so to boost each other's confidence and show off to each other. And that just becomes more of a more of a problem because they get braver because of the support that they're giving each other. Power in numbers, mob mentality, unfortunately. And that's the scary part when it gets into that. But generally, they're all cowards. They are. They are. They're not going to break any rules. They're not going to do any crimes by themselves because they don't have the confidence to do so. But if they have somebody watching their back, if they have somebody that's encouraging them, yeah, chances are yeah, they're going to go through with the crime. And they, they lose sight of their moral code and they lose sight of their integrity, they lose sight of all that stuff like that because they're not thinking straight because they want to be accepted. They want to be accepted by each other to boost their low self-esteem and their uh, low self-confidence. And so they boost each other and that motivates them to commit the crime without the concern of the consequence. And they go ahead and do it. Also, of course, because, you know, there's the poking and prodding about the fact that, oh, it's easy money and we can go do this and go do that. And they encourage each other all the stuff that they can do if they actually do this devious deed without thinking of the effect it's going to have on the victims, of course, you know. Of course not. They don't care about that part. They just think about easy street for themselves, unfortunately. So, yeah, a lot of people are paranoid. Well, not necessarily paranoid. They're just concerned about their safety. They're concerned about their safety and overall well-being. And that's understandable. That is understandable. And especially when it comes to our own home. I mean, even surveys also ask respondents about their safety and the comfort of their own homes and found that 42% don't feel safe when they're home alone. 45% avoid living on the ground floor or first floors of apartment buildings out of fear of home invasions. To combat this, 46% of respondents have a home security system and younger respondents were the most likely to have a system. 60% of those between 25 and 34 years old have a security system, followed by 57% of 35 to 44 and 55% of 18 to 24. A home security system is a top security measure in most cases but it's more of a deterrent. Let's not kid yourself. I mean, any sort of security, whether it be cameras, whether it be alarm systems, it's a deterrent. It really is. And, and this comes from my security training. All that's a deterrent. If there's a criminal that's willing to break into your house, they are not gonna be bothered by that because, I mean, it, it concerns them, but it doesn't concern them. And that's what's concerning, you know, but it's something that is good 
to have because it does offer a level of deterrent. But you can imagine though, when we hear about and we see videos and we see media, we see news reports and we hear stuff online especially about more and more crimes, more and more completely bold crimes happening every single day and home invasions, it gets to the point where people want to go beyond, beyond just an alarm system, just a little, you know, beyond just a security system in their home. And, and you know, that comes to the point of weapons, weaponry, you know, because you want to protect yourself, you want to protect your loved ones, but that becomes a difficult part. In the States, they're, they're taught to love guns. In other parts of the world, they're taught to deal with things in a different way. In Canada, we're not a gun-toting type country, but it makes people wonder when we see in our areas, in our cities, that crime rates are going up. More and more and vicious crimes, more and more crimes and vicious crimes are happening. It makes you want to second think whether or not weaponry is a good idea in the household. I've kind of thought about it. I mean, I'm licensed, licensed to carry any weapon out there. And, you know, it makes me think at times, hey, maybe I should go out and get something. Maybe I should go out and get something just in case, because it sucks to have, sorry, need and not have rather than have and not need. Right. And that's kind of my viewpoint. But then, of course, there's always the other concerns that people have when it comes to having, say, a firearm in the household. What if it is accidentally stumbled across? What if it actually gets to the wrong hands, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you take the smart precautions and you get the right training and do the right things, then that is a good way to go. In my opinion, I think it was. I would be. I mean, I know some guys that I've worked with that are gun fanatics. They have a whole arsenals in their household. I mean, crazy amount of gun. I, I think that's kind of extreme, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that's just going to make criminals think twice if they bust through your front door. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But it makes us, it's, it's scary to think though that this is where our world has come to, right? There's all these outside effects beyond our control. We, we get up, we, we, we get up, we go to work, we, we work, we be a law-abiding citizen, we do the right things, we have a sense of integrity, we pay our taxes, we good, be good to people and everything else. And yet some lower than dirt individual because of bad upbringing and bad examples, you know, and bad influences decides that you're going to be the target and decides to take stuff away from you. Stuff that you've worked hard for, stuff that you've worked hard for and and put the fear into you and your family for no reason, unju no justified reasonings for you to be a victim of any sorts. But yet they figure you're the target and you're the one that they're going to to make a victim. That's, that's screwed up. I mean, that's really screwed up. I mean, that's messed with your freaking head type stuff. You know, it makes me try to understand how some buddy can get that in their head that that's okay. That how they can justify with the fact that taking from somebody else that that is does good and, and it works hard and everything else, how it's okay for them to, you know, be taken and, and, and even taking their lives for that matter doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I'm a strong believer and it's true. I, I mean, I've seen it time and time again from people from all different walks of life and, and cultures and everything. You can achieve anything you want in this world, okay? And, and I'm talking you can achieve and accomplish anything you want in this world with dedication and hard work. Some people might argue that with me, but no, I've seen it time and time again. I don't care if you're a guy, I don't care if you're a girl, I don't care if you're a toaster, I don't care where you come from, I don't care your culture, I don't care about 
any of that. I have seen it time and time again. So there's no excuses. As much as you want to give excuses that you can't get a job and you're not giving opportunities and people are against you, and people are biased and people are this and people are that. Okay, that's great. But are you going to let those people get you down? Are you going to let those people hold you back from what you want in life? Taking the easy route out of being a criminal and hurting other people, that is sad. That is pathetic. What kind of legacy are you leaving? How are you going to be remembered? You're not. People wouldn't think twice. If you victimized a family and you robbed their house, and if you got hit by a truck on the exit, nobody would think twice. If you got hit by a truck and got killed, nobody would think twice about you. Because your devious acts, your underhanded immoralistic acts are justifying who you are because your actions justify who you are. Your actions say everything about you, okay? I mean, that's one thing you got to keep in mind. Your actions speak for who you are. Not what you say. What you say, people say stupid stuff all the time, okay? It's not necessarily what you say. It's not what you write. It's not anything along those lines because those are trivial. Those can be influenced, right? Wrong state of mind, under the influence of alcohol or drugs, stuff like that. That's stuff that's circumstantial, but your actions speak volumes. That's why you ever heard the expression, actions speak louder than words, because that's how it is. You can't, you can't necessarily get, well, I don't think you can. It's questionable. You can say you did something and not have done it, but they have to prove that you did it. So you actually have had to do the action in order to be accused of it or charged with it. Actions speak louder than words, but it justify. it was, sorry. It dictates, of course, the character in which you have. So keep that in mind when it comes to what you're going to do now okay so safe and secure everybody wants to feel a sense of security it goes without saying and you can do all due diligence and I, I guess what brings us up is i've been thinking about the house more and i'm always constantly thinking how could i make my house more secure and i'm looking at all the weak points i'm looking at okay at the end of the day i want to either detour deter having any sort of invasion or I want to be aware that this is going on. So, of course, first and foremost, get an alarm system. Get a monitor and alarm system. Not just an alarm system. Get a monitor and alarm system. So it's not only, yeah, you got bells and sirens and everything else. Uh, yeah, as soon as that triggered, the cops are on their way. Okay? No vans or butts. And then, of course... Cameras go up and everything's being monitored and it's, it's just hairy carry. It's just crazy. But that's starting point. That's starting point. If you're capable and you want to have a level of security, yes, get a monitored alarm system with cameras. That's for starters. And then you start looking at other things. Start thinking about other areas because human error sometimes can leave vulnerabilities. So start looking at other things. Secure your basement windows. Secure your garage door. And that's what I was doing recently. I was securing my garage door because um, I worry that I'm going to leave my garage door open. But you also hear stories about people being able to somehow, through certain radio frequencies, open up garage doors without benounce. Whether or not it has a keypad outside or not, they've been able to get scan a frequency and be able to get into the garage door. A little bit of advice for the use the other that are out there. Um, you know these uh, smart plugs? Okay, so here's my advice. And here's a little pointer. Other than the alarm system, which is going to be a tip one I'm going to give you today, if you have a garage, this is what I recommend you do. You get a smart plug. Plug the garage door into the smart plug. Connect the smart plug either to an application or to Google. Very simple, okay? Or Alexa or whatever, okay? 
so you can actually issue it commands. Either use the smartphone app or issue the commands. And once you want to lock down your house, you of course lock all your doors, you set your alarm. Then what you do is you turn off the power to the garage door. Smart idea, right? Turn off the power to the garage door. It doesn't matter what they try to do to issue commands to open the garage door. It's not going to open because it has no power, but you have control over it. It's not like you have to plug it in every single day. You just turn on the smart switch again. Easy peasy. Simple, simple, simple. No offense or buts about it. You're good to go. Okay. Frankly, to me, that makes sense because it has that extra layer of security. And if you have a garage door opener, there's an extra layer of security because it's a pain to try to get those up. You can't. They are down tight. And with the power off, they're not going anywhere. So that's an extra point as far as that goes. On top of the security system, and of course, that little tip I gave you with a smart plug for a garage door, cameras. Cameras are great. Cameras are great. You know, they, they can sit in your window. They can be incredibly small these days. But it even if you don't get an actual camera, get a dummy camera. Put dummy cameras outside. Most most trucks don't know the difference. I mean, high high stake ones, uh, big money ones do, but then again, they're not going to be breaking into your house, right? Uh, the dumb criminals are the ones that most likely, you know, be convinced it is actually a security camera and just avoid. They don't want the complications. They don't want the complications of alarm systems. They don't want the complications of any sort of security, etc. They don't want that. And so that's another thing. Even if it's dummy cameras, put dummy cameras out. You can get dummy cameras that has to put a little battery in it and has a little red light that flashes, you know, stuff like that. It, it's a good deterrent. Ah, uh, let's see. I mean, other than that, just the usual 101 of security. Your doors, make sure that they're locked. Make sure you got good locks. Make sure your windows are tight and secure. Make sure your gates are locked. You know, make sure batten down everything to make sure. Now, is that paranoia? No, it's a deterrent. Like anything of security, it's a deterrent. It's a deterrent to hopefully make criminals think twice. Deter them. They don't want the aggravation because they're lazy. They're See, they're lazy and that's why they're committing crime, right? So that's why they're committing crime. And so they're lazy. They don't want an easy score. They don't want to have to work for it. Make it hard for them. They'll go to the next house. Fair enough. Okay. Now let's look into when, I mean, that's home security because you, you really want your home to be your castle. You want it to be your home, your, to be your secure base. It's supposed to be somewhere where you can rest your head and rest easy, keep all the bad outside and just relax. So batten that down first. Now, when it comes to being out in the world, here's my advice with this. It's scary out there. And COVID has given an excuse for criminals to wear masks. And some of them are taking full, full use of that. Thankfully, technology is getting smarter and smarter and smarter. And they're actually making fa uh, they're making cameras that can see through masks. Very intelligent. Technology is going a long way, so they won't get away with it. If they think they are, they're kidding themselves. Because technology has come that far that they can actually see through masks. It's... They've thought about this and it's just like, yeah, okay, people are going to run around wearing masks thinking that they can do whatever they want. There's other ways and there's methods to find out who you are. So don't kid yourself, criminals. They're going to find you. Okay. But 
When you're out in the world, if you take public transportation, here's my advice. There's always those quick, quick grab people, criminals on the buses or when you're on the street or whatever. First and foremost, anything that's of value, make sure it's hidden. Like uh, AirPods, you know, those, those are costly. That's a, a little bit of a price tag. Cell phones. I see a lot of people walking down the street like zombies with their cell phone in their hand as they're walking and they're staring at the screen and it's loosely in their hand, but enough of a grip so they don't drop it. And, you know, there's some countries, like I hear Brazil's bad for that. People will literally snag it out of your hands when they're in a car or they'll drive by on a bike or they'll even break your window. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty bold stuff to grab anything of value off you. So keep your phone in your pocket until you're in an environment like in the corner of a bus sitting down or whatever, where you know for a fact that you're safe and secure, you can take it out and not have to worry about it walking off on you. Just be aware Batten down your pockets, make sure everything's secure, make sure that you're not easily pickable and, um, you know, just be aware of things that are around you. Don't, don't be oblivious to it. You're a little more secure when you're in your vehicle. That's a different story, but still, and I said, you know, always be aware, avoid those parts of town. You know, that are not good. Avoid going down those streets you're unsure of. Be careful when it comes to late at night where you end up going because you don't want to get boxed in somewhere you can't get out and then you're subjected to who knows what. So kind of plan your route, be smart about it and go where you feel a level of security and confidence. Don't, there's no reason to take chances. You're better off to sit still in, a, in a, say a grocery store parking lot than it is to get lost and end up somewhere you don't know where it is. And hey, maybe you're visiting some city you don't know of. You don't know where the bad, bad parts of town are. They said, there is some pretty shady characters out there just lazy as fuck, excuse my language, and they are cowards. And they're looking for an easy score, whether or not because it's of a drug addiction or they're just damn lazy or whatever bad influences it is what it is and unfortunately these people need to be re-educated they need to be taught there's a better way they need to be taught what a solid day's work means integrity pride this is stuff that they need to learn so they need to be re-educated from obviously the bad influences that they've had which are causing them to commit crimes causing them to have low or no empathy whatsoever for your fellow person or anybody and have no reason, no, no problem with committing these crimes. It's a shame, but I think we'll get there where we can have peace and harmony and security. We, we should be, I mean, it's 2022, people. We should be in a society that is civil and secure and safe. And we don't have to walk, worry about walking down the street at two in the morning, you know, or go down back alleys. I mean, those days should be beyond us. We shouldn't have to be in that. We should have a higher level of technology. It'd be more advanced than we are. But unfortunately, there's still a bad element out there. And it's previous generations that are teaching them bad things to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. We got to stop that vicious cycle from the bad toxic elements that are are teaching the next generation to be criminals and and 
it's get them out of that cycle. That's what we got to do. We we have to re-educate. We have to stop that cycle. So, you know, that, that the toxic criminal bad person doesn't teach the next generation to do the same mistakes and so on and so on and so on. We'll get there eventually because eventually we're going to hit rock bottom and then realize, oh, maybe we should do things differently. You know, maybe we have to start looking at things differently and fixing this. So myself personally, yeah, I'm close to going out and buying another shotgun. I used to have one once upon a time. I think it's a pretty good deterrent. But I've been sitting on the fence about it. I mean, the scary part is it's, you know, it's not law-abiding citizens that are the problem. It's the criminals out there and the ones that are obtaining weapons and everything else from the wrong sources and not legally and those are the those are the ones that we have to worry about it's not the law-abiding citizens but you know if the criminals have the weapons and law-abiding citizens don't who do you think is going to fall victim and who do you think is going to be the one that's going to be the one that's going to be suffering it's going to be a law-abiding citizen and like every other deterrent that i mentioned today in today's episode yeah i'd say that's more of a deterrent as well no, I've not done it. I've not went out. I do have a compound bow, but that doesn't take, that takes a little while to, to reload. But um, I don't know. I think I might get to the point where a gun safe will be hidden in the house somewhere. And uh, it will be there just in case. But we'll have to see. Right now, it's, um, you know, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad my wife doesn't listen to these, uh, these, these much. But... I know her stance is when it comes to weapons and I know, I mean, my mother has a problem with it as well, but I don't know the way the world's getting out there. And I got a family to think about like a lot of other people have families to think about. It's a really tough decision. It's a really tough thing to think about. And it just comes down to the fact that you want your family to be safe and your loved ones to be safe and your house to be safe. And do you to have a sense of being safe and secure? At least at home. At least at home. I know the world's crazy out there, but hopefully that sorts itself out. And is it being paranoid? It's not being paranoid. It's called being prepared. That's what it is. It's called being prepared. Just in case. Doesn't mean you have to go out and buy a gun. <laughs> okay. I'm not telling you. I'm not encouraging you to that. I'm just giving you some pointers on how you can make yourself more secure. Batten down your house, make it secure as much as possible within your means, whatever you can do, do that. When you're out and about, just be aware of your surroundings. Be around, be aware of what's around you. Don't leave anything of value out on your person that, you know, could be snatched and taken away from you because you work hard for that stuff. And you don't really want to ruin your day by having one last cell phone or one last purse or whatever. Try to keep things a little battened in. Especially if you're in those questionable areas of town or places you're not 100% familiar with, just be careful on that one. It is sad, as I said, and the media doesn't help. The media always puts out the bad stuff and it just really doesn't make you know life any good. The media fans the fears that exist. The old saying in the newsroom is, if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, shootings and personal tragedies are at the top of the news broadcasts and they're looking for sensationalism and that's what media does. But unfortunately, that trickles down to us, the law-abiding citizens, and we have to have all these imagery in front of us. And it's no wonder we get scared and it's no wonder we get fearful. And it's no wonder that we question about safety and security. 
not being paranoid. Try to keep your anxiety in check. I mean, anxiety realistically, and I know because I've had my bouts with it, is just the fear of the unknown. So be prepared as you possibly can. Be vigilant as much as you possibly can. Doesn't mean be paranoid. Try to keep your anxiety in check. Just know that you're going to do the best you can. Be prepared the best you can. And uh, just take it step by step. That's all I can say. But take a good look around you. Look at look at points of entry. Kind of look at it as a, a challenge if you're concerned about your safety. Kind of think, look at your place that you live and go, okay, if I was a criminal, how would I try to get in there if I didn't have a key? Take it from that. Or better yet, if you have any friends that are up to the challenge, present it to them as well. See what they say. Get some ideas collectively, collaboration. Hey, it's an idea. All right. So I just want to talk about this because, you know, I, it's it's it sucks that I'm constantly thinking about it, but it's just the way I'm wired, right? I've always been wanting to keep family safe and it's always been something that oh, is always in the back of my mind. Some people might, you're just being paranoid. I'm like, no, I'm not being paranoid. I'm just being vigilant when it comes to things. Try not, I'm trying try to be optimistic. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I always kind of try to look at what's the worst case scenario and deal with it from there. All right. I'm not going to draw this out anymore, but, you know, it's sad that we're at this point. Hopefully it gets better. Hopefully the lazy people get back to work and get actual jobs and contribute to society. Hopefully the criminals have a change of hearts and actually learn to have integrity and pride and morals and get back on track and build a good life for themselves. We all got to do this together, folks. If we're going to make this world a better place, we all collectively have to work together. We have to put aside our differences and look at the commonalities that bind us, that bond us and bind us and build us. I mean, that's, that's it. There's no reason we can't have everything that we want in life. There's no reason we can't be safe and secure. We could get rid of mental health conditions and anxiety and paranoia and everybody can, I don't know, people are like, well, you think it's utopia? No, I just think everybody can live a happy, peaceful life in harmony. I think we can get there. All right. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in for Wednesday's Get Off My Soapbox podcast. Appreciate you being here as always. Thank you for listening. Please check us out on Twitter at Mad Soapbox. Please check out our website at getoffmysoapbox.com. That is getoffmysoapbox.com. We have a FAQ section on there. Check it out. Gives you all the details, information, answers, questions. If you have any more questions, by all means, there's contacts there as well. You can contact us. There's a whole bunch of email addresses based on topic. Send us an email. If you have questions, we'll be more than happy to answer them. Or you can send us a DM over on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find us kicking around somewhere around there. But our main things are the website and, of course, over on Twitter. Other than that, hey, you know, a little bit of rant on this. I'm not really giving you much stats because I really was thinking about this internalized today. And I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about this one. I, uh, I think it's something that just needs to be addressed. Yes, in comparison to where we were in the 70s and 80s, yes, crime has went down. But the level of crime and different crimes has changed. So just be safe. Do what you can to be safe. Until the world changes for the better, until we get to that point, just be extra vigilant. Keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. Your loved ones safe. All right. I'm ending this. I'm your host, Mad Morgan. Take care of yourself. Be safe out there. For those of you that listen to me during weekdays, I will see you tomorrow morning for Soapbox Daily. If you listen to me once a week, I will see you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next episode. That's all for this episode of Get Off My Soapbox podcast. Appreciate you tuning in today. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Mad Morgan, head over to getoffmysoapbox.com for links and details. Thank Thank you you for for listening. Don't forget to follow so you don't miss the next episode.